Hi everybody, Kurt Flicker here for Unredacted, the Town Hall VIP podcast, where I take you places you've never been and show you dreams that no one has ever dreamed. Does that sound like a Disney movie or something? Be strong and love your dreams! I don't know what the hell any of that means. Did you know there's a new uh, Disney uh, Star Wars coming out where they're finally going to let women have their say in the Star Wars comic universe? Did you know that? You put that away. You gotta pay attention. Okay. Yeah, apparently they've hired some director uh, who is a person of color because that's the most important thing. You know where your great-grandfather came from? And uh, she says, uh, I uh, I enjoy making feminist movies that make men uncomfortable. Well, what? I'm uncomfortable enough in a movie. Except those ones with like the uh, the sofa seats. Those are pretty cool. And they bring you the food. And they bring you the food. That's... Way to do it. That's the way to do it. And they, they had like a, like a little focaccia last time. It wasn't, it wasn't half bad. No, it wasn't. Uh, anyway, so a new Star Wars, a feminist Star Wars. Do, do you get the impression that some of these companies aren't learning? They make woke movies. The woke movies are a disaster, like the Marvels with that frigid white chick. What's her name? Brie Walker or Brie Larson? Mary Upper? No. Well, it's the one they had. They had like the unattractive. They also have unattractive girls who were in it. She's only attractive in like a conventional sense if you're into Chardonnay swilling housewives. Okay, I'll take your word for it. She's like the prettiest, prettiest mom in the sun in the PTA. Okay. She's got that vibe, you know. She doesn't have Latin heat, which is my demographic. Anyway, uh, but it was a terrible disaster. It was like a disaster. Cost like three hundred million and it made like two hundred million. Really? Yes. And they just be, I think people are sick of comic book movies, which is good because comic book movies are largely stupid. But our elite is largely stupid. They just keep digging this hole. And that's, you know, that's kind of the theme that you. you I, my guess is the people at Disney who who decided let's go get an activist feminist who hates the audience for Star Wars. I don't think they ever talk to anybody who's not exactly like them. And I think that's a huge problem among our elite. If you remember, we talked to somebody who had literally never talked to someone who didn't believe that uh, transsexuals were like their fake gender. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, you don't think Caitlyn Jenner's a woman? No. No. Really? I've literally never met anyone who didn't think so. Yeah, it was weird. It was the weirdest thing ever. And this is a wonderful person. We like. Yeah. But. But it's like. They've never, they've never met anyone else yeah. in their circle who was like, you know, it's a dude pretending to be a chick. No, that's not a, that's not a woman. That's not a woman. And you're militant about this because you think being a woman's special. Well, it is. God made us special. I'm not arguing with you. God forbid. I'd never argue with you. I'm very submissive. <laughs> she has. Yeah. Uh, no. uh-huh. And then I'm special. I, and, you know, it's a privilege to have been born a woman. Chicks can do things men can't, like have babies and, and, and drive badly. <laughs> drive very well. You shut up. You be quiet, mister. Well, I, I, I do think the ability to have babies is kind of like, you know, a significant thing. Yeah, it is. Um, I... I don't have a problem with some birthing person. You are not a birthing person. I, I don't think I, I think feminism got bizarre, even more bizarre when it began. Became misogynistic. Well, it became yeah. misogynistic, which is weird. Well, remember, 
feminism is only a gate. Feminism as practiced now is only a means to Marxism, much like anti-racism. It's not about anti-racism. They hate other races, right? Yes. No, it's it's a pathway to Marxism. So the the feminist part will always subordinate to the the Marxist, right? Which are disrupting society, disrupting normality, uh, all that crap, and. It, it will always happen that way, and it, it, it's bizarre that people don't seem to notice, but they're more dead. They, look. Well, they're destroying your identity. They want to destroy your identity with your family because they want to destroy the family, right? Yes. The community. And I mean, what's the ultimate uh, thing to destroy? Your identity. You. Yes. As an individual. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, it's... It, it, it's horrible. And I, I find it bizarre that people don't see that, that they think that there's like some, that you're on some sort of moral high ground because you're willing to pretend that a dude pretending to be a chick is actually a chick and that you're like a good person because you do that. Uh, I think at best you're a delusional person and manipulative and certainly dishonest. Because, you know, I think it's I, I think at a level they're like, no, that's come on. We're just come on, you know. We're just saying, right? We're saying that to 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 mess with the mess with the rubes, the normals, which is part of it. I think a lot of uh, a lot of our culture is kind of uh, high school nerds trying to get their revenge on better adjusted people, and you know, it's not like cool revenge of the nerds like the movie with Lewis and the what is it, Lewis and I, I don't. Lewis and Melvin. Not a nerd. Hey, the nerd rap. <laughs> do, 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 do. Remember their little rap? And then, a rap with little old me and the bar. <laughs> That's when you could have like the flaming uh, homosexual stereotype and everybody like enjoyed it. And everybody's like, oh, he's kind of cool. I don't have to hate that guy. Frankly, I think Lamar did more for uh, gay liberation than like anything else. Because Lamar was, like, cool. Yeah. And it was funny. More than Ellen. Jeez. Oh. Well, Ellen was a nag. Well, remember when she came out? Um, her show? Barely. And she had that show, which was funny up until she came out. I and never it was, watched it. Then it was just about her being gay and out. And I was like, okay. I don't care that you're gay, but does every show have to now be about that? Oh, so you've been, oh, so you've been uh, scanning through Netflix again, right? <laughs> No, I actually watched it when it was. No, I mean, like every show on there is like, I'm a young person of color, child of queer. This is a movie about how I did. This is a 20 episode series about how I've been oppressed. And it's like, which one Scott Reacher? Where's Reacher? We <laughs> did Reacher. It's like, what's the body count on Reacher? I know. It's like Reacher. Reacher doesn't do that crap. There's, there's no woke, there's no woke stuff in Reacher. They just kill bad people. It's like, me break you. I'm like, ah, Reacher good. Reacher good. <laughs> like Reacher. Reacher fuck. Kill bad guy. Yay. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Reacher is like now notorious as like the dad show. Oh, really? Because all the dads like are finally like, finally. Finally. Something where people are sitting, sitting around. And look, we're watching Sons of Anarchy again. <laughs> All right. If you are a showrunner, 
do not cast your wife as the female lead. Because every week you will have a subplot for your wife. I guess she just doesn't put out. It's like, I don't think I got enough lines. You know, you're sleeping alone. And it's a subplot about her feelings. And they're always feelings. And her idiocy drives all the action. The, the entire third series is based on her, like, lack of impulse control. It, like, sends the whole show into this giant thing. And no one points it out! No one's like, you know, so-and-so got kidnapped, and so-and-so also got kidnapped oh, on different times, <laughs> and then this guy got killed, all because you couldn't control your freaking self. Just for a bit. You know? You could have gone to taking care of business now, but you had to do it right then and there. And someone actually put it as, you shouldn't do that. No, I have to. No, you don't! The whole, the whole third season was literally dealing with the consequences of her inability to have impulse control. This is, that's the problem. Uh, it, you know, and the, the showrunner's her husband. And, you know, Kurt Sutter. Kurt Sutter. Uh, another Kurt. There's like five. Um, the, 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 I don't think they write women very well because the women who are the wives of like the outlaws in these shows or the main woman figure are always fucking annoying. The one in The Sopranos? Oh, yeah. Very annoying. And, and all her subplots were like, oh, I'm mad at my hairdresser. And then Breaking Bad, remember that? I don't remember Sopranos. I was, well, it was that long ago. And then there was the uh, wife in Breaking Bad who was just horrible. Well, I'm sorry, dude. Maybe you should not fucking drive so close to me. Human dildo. Oh boy. So anyway, uh, but yeah, it was. I thought that was a Biden sticker on that guy's car. That's why I didn't ram him, because it turned out not to be. Uh, no, it, it no, and uh, God, what was the other one where they had the horrible wife? Breaking Bad, Sopranos. There was another one. I don't know. You just want a freaking. It's like I, I wish they could write women's stuff better. And I think the reason is they've got these feminists, like like uh, Ms. Star Wars lady, yeah. who's like, we have to make men uncomfortable by having women in spaces that act that you know do things that don't involve men. Okay, all I want to see on Sons of Anarchy, yeah, <laughs> no, that involves men too. Some men could give birth. Um, no, I I I, if I'm watching a movie about a motorcycle gang. I want to see stuff about the motorcycle gang. If I'm watching stuff about a criminal mastermind who sells meth, I want to see about a criminal mastermind who sells meth. Okay? If it's a mafia show, I want to see about the mafia guy, right? Okay, I'm not interested, you know, in uh, fucking Carmela's, uh, you know, Tony, you know, you're not sharing your feelings enough with me. Shut the fuck up. He's got to go whack a rat. Whack a rat. Yeah, was there was there an annoying wife on the shield? I don't remember. Uh, yes, the shield, the great, which was also Kurt Sutter. I think the wife in that was very annoying. Okay, and it's like, well, we want to show these guys at home. I don't want to see him at home. I don't give a fuck. Oh, and it gets worse when their fucking kid shows up. That was like when the new Justified came out. Oh, he's yeah. got a teenage daughter now. 
And she's but, fucking and like but okay. The teenage daughters are always terrible. Teenage daughters are always terrible. The Walking Dead teenage daughters. Yeah, they're always terrible. The the the, the justified teenage daughter. Hollywood it's, hates women. Hollywood does hate women, yet it pretends to love women. Do you know what women in in shows I don't mind? Fucking Ripley and Alien. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. There's not a lot. She didn't. She, she wasn't fucking bugging. No bugging. You know. I didn't mind Princess Leia in Star Wars. Oh, now the other one, the the generic looking girl. What's her name? Space girl. She's in the later ones, okay. and she was magical. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like I've never used a laser sword before. I'll just destroy this whole army with it because I'm magical. That's not a good character. Yeah. Cut. And uh, yeah. So I mean, that's kind of where we're. Anyway, so I didn't I didn't expect to be talking about. Uh, the entertainment industry so much but it's kind of a thing you know because that's where we're at a very organic it's a very organic podcast experience. because i'm going to go in a direction that maybe you're not so sure of maybe you're thinking kurt can you talk about texas i can talk about this let's talk about texas okay all right um first of all if you look at the uh chirons on things like cnn and uh MSNBC, you see Texas defying Supreme Court's order. Okay. No. What happened? The Fifth Circuit upheld an injunction. Fifth Circuit, the, the Circuit Court right underneath the Supreme Court. Like you've heard of the Ninth Circuit. I've argued at the Ninth Circuit. That was a. Um, the, the Fifth Circuit said, yes, we are going to enjoy the federal government from cutting state razor wire to let illegals in, okay? So it issued an order. I forget what the district court said. The district court ordered in and the Fifth Circuit approved it, or the district court did not order it, and the Fifth Circuit overruled an order. Either one. But the Fifth Circuit said, no, you, you, you will have this temporary restraining order. That's California terminology. It's an injunction. Um, against the state or against the federal government for cutting razor wire uh, until this case is tried. Remember, the case has not been tried. Yeah. The case is, you know, Texas versus Department of Land Security. Uh, and the, the case is to see if, um, uh, you know, they got to take evidence and they have a little trial. That's trial. And then the court will say, yes, you have proven that the uh, state has a right to put this stuff up and the federal government should not be cutting it down. Here's a permanent injunction. Okay? Right. So the order was to the federal government not to cut the razor wire. The Supreme Court said, we are vacating the injunction pending resolution of the case. In an unsigned order, it's 5-4. And Amy Coney Barrett was on the dark side. Now, I would not have brought the injunction, but there's lots of technical reasons not to grant an injunction. Okay? It's not an easy thing. And there are technical reasons why maybe she believed Texas didn't, uh, uh, shouldn't have got the injunction against the feds. I don't know what they are. One of, there are a number of factors. One of them is, uh, uh, one of them is, uh, uh, you know, permanent irreparable harm. Is it irreparable harm to allow pe allow them to cut the wire during this period? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, 
likelihood of success is one. You look at the case and go, yeah, you're pretty likely to win, so I'm going to grant it. Now, I don't know, and there's some others, but it's in general. So, when the Chirons say Texas is now violating the Supreme Court's order, what freaking order? There's no order on anyone. There's no order on the state. There never was. And there's no order on the federal government now, so there's no order. So Texas is not defying the, the Supreme Court. Supreme Court has not told the state of Texas what to do. It's told the federal government, we are not going to stop you from doing this right now. Maybe later. Okay? This is the problem with lawyers on TV and lawyers on Twitter. Now, you you are around me often when I'm on the tweet machine, right? Yeah. And you hear me burst into rounds of profanity whenever I encounter another lawyer. Yes. It, because most of them are really shitty lawyers. There are good lawyers. Ron Coleman, Harmeet Dillon is good. Randy Bar uh, Barnett is good. Mike Davis, very Trumpy guy. I think he's pretty good. Andrew McCarthy, who drives people crazy because he is, uh, uh, I wouldn't say he's never Trump, but he's not Trump favorable. He's still a good lawyer. Are there any, like, I'm a shipwreck crew. Uh, yeah, there's a guy named Andrew Fleischman, and I don't always agree with, there's a difference between agreeing with another lawyer okay. and the lawyer being a fucking retard. Okay, okay. yeah. There's, there's a huge difference, because... That's why I said respect. Yeah, I literally... Thank you. I mean, literally every day, I deal with lawyers who think I'm wrong, and they all think, you know, I, I think I'm wrong. Yeah. That's the nature of law, yeah. but... You know, it's the quality of your argument where it makes sense, where it's just ridiculous. And a lot of the lawyers on Twitter are freaking idiots. And it's like, the law is not how you want it to be. If it becomes how you want it to be, and that's the single test, then it's not law. It's just another means of authoritarianism. Um... You know, I mean, there's there's legal arguments that conservatives make that I think are terrible. I think the 14th Amendment argument about natural born citizenship. I I think the Constitution's pretty clear about that. I don't like it. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't want that to be so, but it, it's pretty clear to me it is uh, the arguments that Trump made about uh, counting ballot. I don't think I was good. Lie. I don't think I was accurate. I, I don't think that was a good legal call. That's not what the law and the Constitution said. Nothing personal. I just disagree with you. I'm allowed to. Uh, so I can admit there are some conservative legal things that I don't, mm -hmm. I, I don't think conform to the law. They never can. The Constitution is simply, you know, you ignore the Constitution when you can't bend it and twist it to agree with it. And of course, Biden's ignoring the law. He is not. He is not enforcing the law. the The duty of the president is to take care to to see that the laws of the United States are. It is also the federal government's duty, and he's commander in chief, to protect uh, states from invasion. I don't know what else you call three million of eight million people crossing the border. Okay. Well, it's not an armed army. Some of it's armed. They are killing Americans. Do you think the founders would have gone up? Oh, Texas, you're fucked. Guy in Washington says, let them all in. You got to do it. Despite the laws against it. Yeah. So he's actually saying, I'm not going to execute two constitutional duties. 
and this bullshit about, oh, I need new legislation. Trump didn't. Trump made his orders. Trump enforced the fucking law. But, you know, whatever. It's and I, dictator. I, yeah, he's a dictator. Uh, you know, the definition of a dictator is not following the law. Well, the law is racist, okay? If that's your, that's your how, that's kind of dictatorship of the anti-racist, which I'm sure is okay with you. But it's not okay. Anyway, I, now, to the extent there's a confrontation between Texas and the feds, uh, that, that is extremely, that could be extremely dangerous because you have two sets of people with guns. And, you know, that, that becomes dangerous. That could, that could break out into conflict. I will it. I hope not. But it absolutely could. And that's very freaking dangerous. It is a mess that's gotten to this point. It should, it should be resolved in court. All right. The, the court should deal with this. Not, I'm going to send in a bunch of border patrolmen to cut the wire and Abbott say, well, I got a bunch of guards with you, so you're not getting by. Now, an interesting thing, these dipshits, uh, I, I was in the National Guard for what, 23 years? Yeah. Of my career. I was active also. Uh, I also wrote the first law review article on military support to civilian operations, uh, which is still cited today. Very influential in that super narrow. That's very impressive. To me. Yeah. It's very impressive. Well, it was, uh, it's a very narrow area, but I'm the king. Um, the, There is a means where the president can do what's called federalize the National Guard. National Guard's dual hat. We, I had a state commission as a colonel. I had a federal commission as a colonel. I was a colonel in the United States Army. I was also a colonel in the National Guard of California, which was a state act. Um, you can federalize it. That is, call them to active duty. Now, there's like 20,000 Texas Guards. Uh, there are 400,000, no, about... I don't know how many people there are in the army anymore, like 300,000. You could federalize them all. Guess what you got to do? You got to pay them. Uh, um, does Texas have a state guard? It does have a state guard. And that is not subject to the That is not part of the uh, National Guard of the United States. So it is not. They can't federalize uh -huh. it. So he could do that. He could expand it. Uh, he could also call the militia. Which is well, able-bodied men. Mean, by he, you mean Abbott. Abbott, yeah. Uh, now, uh, if you federalize them, they become federal troops, and what you do is you order them to go away. Go to, go sit in Fort, whatever the hell Fort Hood is called. Oh, right. Uh, go sit there. And they go, fine, you're paying us. You're also giving full medical to our families. Uh, and every day we're on, you're incurring retirement benefits because every day they're on active duty, they get a, what's called a point, a reserve. I had like 3,600 points and, uh, 360 points equals a year of service. So I had about 10 years equivalent of active service. So you put these guys, you put 20,000 guys on for a month. That's 20,000, you know, uh, times, uh, 30. That's, uh, I don't know. It's like six million. You're actually incurring future retirement benefits, which are not planned. 
But that's like substantial. It's going to be like 10 million, 15 million a year forever once these guys start retiring huh. by doing it. Um, and the guys would be like, okay. Uh, but it would have to be more in 30 days because if they get off active duty, okay, fucking fine. Back to the border. So you'd have to keep them mobilized. Uh, now, if you decide, well, I'm going to use them to cut the wire, then you start getting other problems. Then you start, well, first of all, you're going to see a bunch of people uh, going on sick call. And a bunch of people just going, nah, can't make that happen. Hey, why in that wire cut? All right, truck don't work. You will see a lot of that stuff. That is very bad for discipline. Uh, by the way, to call them active duty, you'd have to uh, uh, do the Insurrection Act. It's got a very scary name. Now, we're driving through L.A. at the time. This was all under the Insurrection Act. I was called active duty under the Insurrection Act. I actually came on first as a California Guardsman, state active duty, and then we were uh, federalized. So I was called active duty for 14 days during the L.A. riots under the Insurrection Act. Uh, because there were riots. Now, imagine him calling an insurrection act to force, uh, to provide troops to actively undermine existing law. That seems interesting. Uh, if I were a Texas guardsman, I think I would have standing to run to federal court, probably in the Northern District of Texas, uh, where I have at least one case pending. Uh, and I would, uh, I would think that there might be a lawsuit there saying you can't call me to active duty to undermine the law. Now, would that win or not? I think it probably wouldn't, but it'd sure be interesting. Guardsmen sue, uh, to, uh, uh, because, uh, misuse of the Insurrection Act. Uh, actually, I would, I'm not sure. I would do guardsmen and their families, and I would say the families are suffering a cognizable injury. So I would have, you know, Captain Jones and Mrs. Jones, both suit with different grounds. Because a soldier, there may be law that prevents the soldier from suing over the terms of his uh, service. Or there may be policy reasons why a court would hear it. But, you know, the wife, maybe not. Um, yeah. Uh, Some Texas lawyer could look into that. You know of any? I know a number of them. Uh, oh, then, oh, there's a big fucking idiot trying to get big fuck. Okay. If you're, if you're a big fat guy looking like a uh, Guinness Book of World Records bike guy, everyone knows that picture. I've never mentioned that picture once to anyone who's our age who didn't instantly know what I was talking about. Uh, if you're that guy, the don't twin. split legs. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody Molly. I hate splitting lines. It's the worst thing ever. Reading. Okay. So, could there be a lawsuit? Yeah, there could be a lot. They'd be very interesting. It'd be mostly, it's mostly a PR battle uh, at that point. Uh, I think this is very bad for, uh, you know, Biden. I think it would look very bad if he said, I'm mobilizing all of you and taking you away from your families uh, in order to uh, allow illegal aliens to come. I think that would be really bad, and I think that would drive morale lower. Not shoot, and that would that would make Abbott into a freaking hero. Right now, he's a hero. 
He, you know, right now, Abbott has taken the spotlight I'm this answer. From this app. But Abbott is not, unlike the Chiron say, he is not violating any orders. He's not defying the Supreme Court. What is he defying? Supreme Court has not said that they can or can't do anything. Well, that's just a technicality. Yes. The law is entirely technicalities. That all is all the law is. Anyway, enough about me. That is, uh, well, what really about me is about the law. Anyway, uh, that's enough for town, uh, for town halls unredacted, my VIP podcast. And, uh, I appreciate it. Go get the attack. It is a really interesting and fun book. Uh, if you like being terrified, uh, I strongly suggest that, uh, you go get it, uh, before it happens. Do you think it's a good book, honey? I think it's a fantastic book. Well, I, th thank you. You're welcome. And I appreciate it. And, uh, I'm very, uh, very excited about where we go next. Uh, and there may be a sequel to it coming up. Just throwing out there, not a sequel, but something in that world, uh, that may follow along on some of the, uh. Uh, you know, ideas that I started. So we'll see. Anyway, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday are my town hall columns. And uh, I uh, hope you follow me on Twitter and uh, go get the Kelly Turnbull books also. Just uh, basically all things hurt. That's, uh, that's it for uh, Unredacted. I'm Kurt Schlichter. Adios. Bye-bye.